Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about raising a family while building a business. I'm delighted to welcome special guest Renee Harris. Renee is the mother of nine children and the owner of Made On Skincare Products. You can learn more about her skincare products at her website, hardlotion.com, and I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Renee. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Hi, Linda. Happy to be here. Oh, thank you. I have been looking forward to this. And I went online and I ordered some of your products. And so I've been trying for the last couple days and my skin gets really dry and sometimes it cracks and bleeds. And so I've been trying and I've been pleased with the success. Um, it does feel a little weird though. It feels like I'm using chapstick and I'm putting it it on the wrong part of my body. So, but we'll get into that. But first, I would love to hear a little bit more about you because you raise nine kids and you homeschool. And you're creating this amazing business. How? Well, you know, (laughs) it's not even like you go into it. No, like I didn't think as a kid, oh, I think I'm going to grow up and do this. You know, (laughs) never, never crossed my mind. Never crossed my mind. College for. And, you know, as, as my husband and I, we got married. We knew we wanted kids. And to me, he said, well, I kind of like to have a lot of kids. And to me, a lot meant four. I didn't really know anybody with more than four kids. So that sounded like a lot. <laughs> so we just started having them one after another. We threw some twins in there and then just kind of thought, you don't have them all at once. They don't all come at one time. So usually, in my case, definitely not. And so you kind of get used to having one and then another. And then you realize, you know, I enjoy this. And I feel like we're getting good at this. And it's um, it's a good thing that we're doing. So we just had more children. And then the same thing with the business. It was definitely not something that we were pursuing or thought we would be doing when we got married. It didn't, we had no business background. It was not uh, part of our family background. Same with large family that did not come from, you know, a legacy of being brought down generation after generation. So it was all kind of new to us, but you just get out there and you do it. And then you have different circumstances that lead you in different directions. And um, we just, thankfully, I married a go-getter. So he really feels he leads a lot and I follow along. And then we just realized this is really cool. This is a legacy that we're building. Wow. That's amazing. So it sounds like you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants with style. (laughs) I don't know. How else would you describe that? Some of it has been that. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> wow. And you homeschool too. Is that correct? Yeah, we did decide from the beginning, you know, we, uh, we didn't really know anything about homeschooling. And my oldest was born um, in 98, 1998. So there were definitely homeschoolers out there, but we didn't really have that path figured out either. So as we learned, we adjusted and changed the way we did things. But yeah, we homeschooled from the beginning. Very cool. So I'm so curious, was there just this moment of, because it sounds like, okay, this is how I grew up. This is what I expected. And this is what I'm doing. And it's so not what you started out. Was there any kind of life event or any kind of aha moment that said, let's go a different direction? Yeah, I think part of it was, I think that my husband was born, he was born in the States, but he grew up in France. He was a son of missionaries in Southern France. So um, I think for him being raised in another culture, and then from there, he went to high school in Germany and then came to the States after that for college. And then for me, my parents were from Holland and they immigrated um, a couple of years before I was born. So I feel like we kind of came together with this 
I think outside the box mentality more my husband a lot more than I did. And so he's always kind of like, well, we don't have to do things just because everybody else is doing it that way. We could do things differently. So part of it is I think that marrying him and we had similar backgrounds in the way that we were raised. So it wasn't a whole lot of adjusting and, and trying to figure things out together um, as far as getting along and doing that. But I think that was that was the beginning. And then deciding before we got married that we were going to just have a large family or we whatever that meant. We wanted to have a lot of kids. We were both excited about that and we went for it. So I think along the way, definitely, like there was definitely a trigger event that caused us to decide to homeschool, not homeschool, but to start a business. And then later on, there was a another trigger event that we decided to raise entrepreneurs. So that's a whole nother story. <laughs> oh, yes. And that was actually kind of what I was thinking next is you've used this as an opportunity to teach your kids by doing how yeah. to become entrepreneurs. And that is amazing. So how is that? How is that working? The kids now, what ages are they now? Where, where, so my youngest is six and then my oldest is 24. So five of them are already out of the house on their own and they're all doing their entrepreneurial journey. So they all have very unique businesses and uh, running things pretty much on their own or at least what what kind of happened. So when we started our business, that was almost an accidental start of a business. I was thinking more along the lines of um, I wanted to get my kids to help me out at a farmer's market and just have some exposure to that. And my oldest at the time were eight and 10. So I thought, well, that's a, you know, they can come with me. And I had no selling experience. I wasn't thinking that I was going to go off and try to make money. It was more like, Hey, there's a little farmer's market. Let's go support it. Let's go find something we can sell there and go from there. So that was, and, and backing that up about six months was a product that I've always had uh, super dry skin, cracked skin. My knuckles would bleed my fingers and just, and then I'm washing, you know, my hands a lot because I'm changing a lot of diapers over the years. So it would just be dry. And then we used to live in Colorado, which was very dry. And now we're Northern California, which is fairly dry too. So all of those factors, I just had this skin issue. And so what had happened with that was um, my mom, who also had the same kind of skin issue, she found this lotion bar. It was called a bar of lotion at a farmer's market. And um, she was telling me about it and said, well, you like to make things at home. Do you think you can figure out how to make this bar of lotion? So I was up for the challenge and, and mostly because she said it really fixed her skin and it made her skin feel so good. And we had been through all of the, you know, band-aids, overnight gloves. We would put all kinds of like bag balm and eucerin, just all of the different products that we could try to get our skin just clear from the cuts and, and, um, splits just didn't really work or they were just greasy or just was a pain to use. And I would just resort back to band-aids all the time. So she told me that and I was able to find uh, like in this remote little forum online with a bunch of soap makers, they were talking about a lotion bar and I thought, okay, what is that? So by discovering that I found something that had only three ingredients because I didn't want to waste a lot of time and money on something if I wasn't sure if it was going to work. And discovered that those ingredients were at my local health food store. So I'll just go buy them and try making this at home. And it was something that immediately worked for my own skin. And then a couple months later, I had a, my oldest son had um, eczema breakout and we tried it on that and it helped him too. So that wasn't even like a, a thought of let's go start a business. That was more like, oh, finally something is helping me. And then I would make it for gifts at Christmas time. And then this farmer's market rolls into town. They're looking for vendors. And I thought, you know, come on guys, let's go sell lotion bars at the local farmer's market. I had to do a little bit of convincing. I mean, eight and 10 year old boys are really into that, <laughs> but 
it turns out that a lot of vendors like to trade. So I said, hey, you can go trade. Just take some of our bars, go there are, you know, some guys making wooden swords, go trade. I'm fine with that. So they can interact too. And so that was the very beginning. And then what the trigger after that, where we decided to go all in on this little business was that my husband, who was working in the tech field for, you know, he was in, locked into a great job for a good 10 years, but it's tech. And back then the handwriting was starting to get on the wall, you know, that the, the tech is, is not doing so well. And a lot of people were getting laid off and even some of the perks that he had were being taken away. And we're kind of like, uh, we love where we live and it's not a big city. It's not a place where he could just go and find something without us having to up and move. And by then, you know, we had seven kids and we weren't crazy about having to move again and find another career change. So at that time we were doing farmer's markets for fun. We decided to go farmers, I mean, from there to uh, e-commerce and sell online. So we started to slowly move the business to that to the point where we could then replace his income. He did end up getting laid off. So then it was like, oh, now we have to do something. <laughs> so we did decide let's go all in and make this a family business. We're all going to get on board. Uh, the kids are going to have to just cooperate. We might be a little distracted from homeschooling or, but it turns out that it was an amazing experience for the kids. And they have learned so much just from all the little things that we're learning. We weren't experts at all. We didn't have all the marketing, you know, materials that they have nowadays. So we had to learn from scratch and go to the library and reading a lot of books. And so it turned out that it was a great experience for the kids. One of my sons who was doing really into photography, we would rope him in and do product shots for us. I was like, why don't you come and help mom out with doing photography for the lotion bars? And we had lip balms by then. We we're starting to create more products. And he became really good at that. And then I needed my husband to help me with a homeschooling because this is, you know, trying to run a business and raise kids. And we still had little babies at home. And um, and then he has more time now that he's not working at his job. So it became something where he's like, well, I'll take on more homeschooling, but we're going to change the way we do our homeschooling. I want to, I, he had his degrees. I had my degree from school and we decided we wanted a different future for our kids where we didn't just ship them off to college and hope the best, but have something that was going to be super useful for them. So we decided that it around the age of 12 was a good time to start building skills for the kids. And each one who ended up having very unique interests and skill sets, we could use our business to help them develop that. So obviously the little photographer kid who would get better and better photography, uh, we would have him help us out, but then go take courses and classes that he was interested in. He turned into somebody who was really into drones. So he would do drone photography and then videography and learn how to edit. And we had, you know, we had Adobe so he could learn how to do edits on video. So we were using our tools as a business and some of the experience we were learning and the fact that we could homeschool. So we had a ton of freedom with that and then helping the kids develop those skills and talents that by the time they were 18, they pretty much had their own unique businesses. We have a coder, an artist. We have one of our kids is a efficiency expert. If you can believe he's created his own he helps other small businesses become really efficient in what they do. And he had really helped us a lot with that. I have a podcast editor. And then I have some little kids that are, we're still figuring out where they're going. Wow. Okay. I love that. That is so amazing. And I love one of the awesome things about homeschool. And I homeschooled my kids as well. Love it. And I love the flexibility that it gives and to be able to tailor the experience to meet the needs of the, of the children. 
And I love that when you're done, what you didn't have or create is kind of a, you know, father and son or mom and kids kind of a where they just continue to do what you did. It's like, here are your talents. Here's where it benefits us. And now you can take this and take it where you want to go. Right. So it is not just following in the footsteps. It's kind of like lighting that flame so that they can do whatever they want and I think that's so cool. Especially now because there are so many tools out there for them. You know, they realize they want to get good at something. So even the money that they were making from us working for us, they would turn around and buy their own tools or their own courses, or they would go, they would go on, you know, to conferences even that would get them better in their own fields. And it was great because we were able to kind of have a own family economy where we were making money, but then we were paying the kids to help us so we didn't have to pay somebody else outside the home. And there's all kinds of tax benefits for that. And then they would turn around and instead of just blowing it on frivolous things, which they do that too, of course, but a lot of it turned into something like, well, I'm really interested in this. Can I go here? We're excited because they're motivated. And yeah, a 16 year old kid who's super motivated to go learn something, we say, well, that counts for school because you're actually covering science and writing and so on. So yeah, we kind of turned that into a passion project. It's called parenttheirpassion.com. And that's where we're showing parents how to do that because there's, it's hard, you know, with parents, there's so many um, pressures on not just parents, but the kids of what they get involved in and the activities that they do. And so if, if you can kind of work it so that it benefits the family and helps the family as well as the kid and the kid likes it and enjoys it. So they're not just being forced into something, then it's a win-win all the way around. I love that. And how wonderful that you've created something so that you can help teach other people how to do that, because that is, that is so important. And I love that when you can help get a a child to be passionate about something and then, then they go on their own. Once you have the basic tools and the desire, you can do anything. And that's part of the magic is, is we're not like the little teacups where you try to fill the little teacups right. where it is, they are limited by my abilities and my experiences. And you demonstrated and modeled that by saying, I've never done this before, but it looks really interesting. Let's find out how to do it. And now the kids are saying, we don't have to know how to do it. We just have to have a desire and we can figure it out. That is so awesome. Yeah. And it's neat because you see with the differences in the kids, um, their own interests and talents, they help each other. So it becomes a sibling helping a sibling. So we have, you know, one, my daughter is an amazing artist and she can create logos and she can, you know, all kinds of things. And she has a twin brother who happens to be a really good coder. So they are opposite, complete opposites, <laughs> but he could help her with her website. She can create a logo for him. And now they're helping each other out. And it's, it's kind of like, it's been rotated through all of our kids with one kid who has a 3d printer is able to 3d print something who, you know, for somebody else who really needs this one thing to work his tools. And so it, it turns into something that is neat to see the family get along with each other. The kids get along with each other because they appreciate instead of competing oh, you know, I got this grade in math and I, you know, my teacher likes me better over here. It's, it's not like that. They end up seeing that and appreciating each other's gifts and talents. That is absolutely beautiful. And I can't think as a parent, anything that would be more satisfying than to know that your kids like each other and that they support each other and that they get along. That's a really big deal. 
Well, that is amazing. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about your um, skincare products then. Okay. So, and you talked about, um, you had a child with eczema, right? Yes. And I have some yes. grandkids with eczema. So you just rub this on and we're all yep. good to go. Yep. So what you have, so what um, we're describing is a hard lotion bar. So basically it is a bar that looks like soap, but you don't use it with water. And it has beeswax, which is what, what hardens it. And then shea butter, which is the one ingredient that I would recommend for almost any kind of skin condition. If you, before you have the dermatologist prescribe steroids or something, I would just say, you know, if you can't do anything and you're desperate, just go get some shea butter and, and try it because it works amazing. It works wonders. But what we like to do is add the coconut oil as a third ingredient that goes into the bar. So the, the shea butter, the coconut oil, and the beeswax combined together make it a lot easier to apply. So just shea butter by itself is really sticky. So you, know, you could probably put it on eczema or any other skin condition and try it out that way. But by itself, it tends to be kind of sticky. But then with the beeswax, it keeps it in the skin longer. So you know how you could put a lotion, a pump lotion in your skin, and you feel like you still have to go back and put more lotion on you know, an hour later. It feels great at first, but then it feels like it did nothing for you. But this, the beeswax in it makes it last a lot longer in your skin. So especially I recommend people try it overnight. So if they have the cracks and splits in their fingers or eczema or anything similar to that, put it on more at night. And by the morning, they're going to notice a big difference. And right now, like with the summer coming with the splits and cracks in people's heels, which I deal with that every summer because I'm barefoot a lot more often. This is great for the heels. So if you apply it, you just massage it into your skin and that's it and you're done. So it, it might feel a little bit sticky at first and you don't have to apply a lot, but just massage it in and you feel a big difference, especially like a half an hour later, you really notice a big difference in your skin. That's really cool. And this is better than say using a lotion. You mentioned if you do a lotion, then you need a lotion again in a short time. Um, and so this is, is more of a lasting thing. Is that what you have discovered? Yeah, yeah, that. And then also a lot of people come to us because they're very allergic to different ingredients. And so what people don't realize is that with a pump lotion, it's, it's a lot of water in it. So if you add the water to it, you have to have preservatives and additives that end up being something that triggers um, a irritation to the skin. So a lot of people are, are actually allergic to different ingredients. And a lot of times it's just the preservatives. And also the fragrances, because then on top of that, the companies want to make it smell good. So they'll add fragrances. And one fragrance sounds like one ingredient when it's actually a whole host of ingredients. And so people with really sensitive skin who might have breakouts, they have to watch those ingredient, the ingredient listing like a hawk because they could, any little thing on there, people who are allergic to nuts, for example, have to watch if there's a nut oil in their products. Even oh, if it's all natural, it could that. still make their skin break out. So... Yeah, we've kind of noticed that with our own kids. One of my sons who um, we had finally had him tested for what allergies he has, and he's allergic to all nuts. And I just assume, like, let's assume it's the main triggers. It's probably going to be like wheat and then dairy and eggs. So I started taking those out of his diet, but it wasn't really working. And what I, but what I was doing was instead, and this is for his consumption, not just the skin, but for whatever he was eating. So I was taking out dairy, but then usually dairy replacements are going to be like almond milk. Oh, no. so not knowing that he was allergic to nuts, all kinds of nuts and seeds. And so all of the things that I was taking out thinking those are the main triggers, all those replacements are usually, you know, going to be nut based. And so I was doing it wrong. But that's one of those things that you don't realize even with natural products, you have to be careful because you may be allergic to it. So 
I think for people, especially if they have breakouts with eczema, it can definitely be in your skincare, but it's also in what you consume. And there's so many factors that are part of that, but that's really, that's where we get a lot of customers, people who are super, um, they're just eyeing the ingredient list and they have to watch what they, they not just eat, but what they put on their skin. So we get a lot of people like that. It's like, oh, good. I recognize those ingredient names <laughs> and they're safe. They're edible. And I know I'm not allergic. So that's, that's good to go. But, yeah. I thought it was really cute when I read on the website that they're edible. And I thought, I don't think I'm planning to eat this, but that's, that's probably good to know. Right. Right. And when we did the farmer's market, that was one way we wanted people to try it was to have samples. So I told my kids like, okay, we're going to go around and give people samples, but you have to tell them it is not food because it would look like little pieces of cheese. (laughs) And so they would get, you know, teased by these big truck driver guys coming around and saying, Oh, what is this cheese? And thankfully I had one real extrovert son that would say, Oh yeah, it's safe to eat if you want to eat it, but no, it's not, it's not cheese it's lotion so but it's, but it's edible <laughs> yeah because the word lotion to me implies a, a certain consistency right so to even say the word that it's a lotion bar my brain is going wait what it gets, yeah that, how 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 that's not the right consistency but that's really really cool that you discovered that and how marvelous that there's something that's simple I was talking to a, another expert who was talking about the foods and the things that we put into our bodies and then mentioned that we also absorb through our skin yeah. and talked about this whole idea that a lot of times we don't think about what we put on our skin, our, our lotions and our fragrances yeah. and our makeup and all these kinds of things. He says, you're, you're consuming it. You are eating it. You're just not eating it with your mouth. It is going right. into your body. So if it's good, great. And if it's not good, you're going to get whatever not good is in there. So yeah, that's really exactly. cool Yeah, that you've got that figured out. Well, that's wonderful. And then you have some products for, for babies too, right? Yeah. So along the way, what we discovered in first, it was at the farmer's market. I thought, well, this, like you said, it feels like a lip balm or a chapstick. And so we started to make lip balms out of the same ingredients. We modified the amount of beeswax. We didn't want it too hard. And so we modified the amount and then made a lip balm out of it. And then some of the farmer's markets would be in a mosquito <laughs> infested area. And that, I started studying up on the essential oils that could repel mosquitoes and that were safe enough for the skin and all that. And so we started to make a bug block. We call it a bug block. And that's made with essential oils that will repel the bugs. And then a couple of years later, I was realizing I'm changing my son's diaper and he was a baby. And I was looking at the desitin that I was um, putting on his skin, and I realized that is zinc oxide. Now, I knew enough about zinc oxide to know that that's a lot in a lot of skincare products too, but it's also what fixes a rash. So instead of putting desitin on him, we came up with a recipe of just zinc oxide, which is the, what really combats the rash, and coconut oil and a little bit of beeswax. So those combine to make a really good rash cream. So all of a sudden, it's three ingredients, and it, it does exactly what a desitin does doesn't smell like fish though. And it's, it's just as good, better for the skin and it works really well. So it was just these little, we kind of try to keep the same mission statement, I guess, of just keeping it like simple ingredients, as few as ingredients as necessary to get the job done. So we hired a goat milk soap maker who would make our soap for us. And she uses real goat milk. And we have like an avocado goat milk soap for the face that's made with avocado puree and avocado oil. And so it's really nourishing. You know, sometimes you can use a soap and it feels like it strips and makes your skin feel dry, even though it might feel clean. 
um, that was what we were able to do and, and nourish and the um, goat milk soap is super nourishing. So it was neat to see how, you know, I only use just a few products on my own skin and I don't need that much. You know, you just don't really need a lot of ingredients and you can still get the same results. Okay. That is really cool. And I, I'm thinking my little bag of things that I bought, I thought, oh, I didn't get that. And I didn't get that. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to go back. And so what is the, cause now I, I'm, I'm trying to open my eyes to a, a different texture and a different, a different presentation. So when you have like the, the baby, um, ointment, is that also a solid thing that you rub on or is that more? Not as solid at, well, kind of, sort of. So in a, it doesn't come in a bar that you hold with, in your hand. That would come in like a glue stick, stick, which would be, um, so it's called a rash stick. So basically you could just apply it straight onto the rash or onto your finger and then apply it onto the baby's skin. And then we also have them in a tin. So you would scoop out of a tin. So it's not going to be a hard bar, especially because it's on a baby. And usually if there's redness, it probably is painful. So we make it uh, in such a consistency that you can easily apply it to the rash and spread it around and it'll absorb right in. So you don't have to rub a lot like you would with a hard lotion bar. Oh, good. Because that yeah. would be a challenge. And then for the, let's see, so I had a question on that. And then the the, the bugs, why can't, I almost said spray. The bug bug block. Block. <laughs> is that also a stick? Do I have so to rub it all over my body? Or, the, or barred. Now that one you want. So this is where... It does take a little bit more to apply, more time, I should say, to apply. So a spray, you just, you spray and you go, and that's great. But this, the DEET and the chemicals and the smell of it, like if you're trying to have, you know, eat your hamburger and you spray your um, DEET around you, it's, it ruins your food. This is in a stick form, so you actually would apply it, and it works just like a lotion because it has the same lotion ingredients. So it's actually kind of double duty in that it's, you're going to be almost like applying a lotion and a bug block at the same time. And the scent is really nice. It's cedar wood. So it smells like you're outside camping and there's rosemary in it and there's citronella. So the scent is really nice. And then you just apply that uh, like arms, legs, wherever your skin is exposed. So it takes a little bit longer to apply, but you won't get bit. So what we like is the fact that for, especially people who are trying to go with more safe products, uh, this is a nice alternative for that. And it works and you don't get bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Love that. Love that. And the, the goat's milk soap, I've used that before. I love it. You feel so soft when you're done. Yes. It's like, oh, yeah. this is delicious. This is delicious <laughs> on my face. I have never tried the, the avocado. So uh, that sounds kind of exciting. How cool that you've come up with these amazing things. So do you have, uh, I imagine it probably started in a kitchen-ish kind of a thing and now you've created a, a workshop have, and a warehouse a workshop and all area, the things. Yeah, that, that takes over, you know, a big space and then we have office space. And so, yeah, we definitely out of the kitchen <laughs> into its own space and, and you just get creative which with um, different kinds of pots that are great for doing skincare with. So we have it all kind of blocked off in another area that is definitely for all the skincare stuff. So yeah. do you hire employees at this point or are you still doing it just as well, a family? contractors? So contractors. yeah, not okay. um, mostly employees. just would be contractors that I have help out, but I don't consider them employees now. Almost, almost, but they get to work on their own time and, and so on. Mm, that sounds wonderful. Like a, a win-win situation where you get yeah. to you, you do your schedule, they get to the, do their right. schedule and you still get the benefit that is that crossover. 
That is so wonderful. I am so happy for all of the amazing things that you have been able to create and make the world a better place and provide this benefit for all these people. And at the same time, you're benefiting yourself and your family and your kids. It's just like this win, win, win situation. And I love it. Thank you. Is there anything that you want to make sure that we cover before we close today? Yeah, actually, I would love, I know buying something different is always a risk for people. So I like to let people know that we have free samples and they just pay shipping. So if you go to hardlotion.com forward slash freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E, then that, that lets people know that they can go try different products out and, um, and then they'll come back because it'll, it'll work for them. So (laughs) it's easy for us to try to get the word out and to try products and, um, and then they have a chance to try it out. Isn't that awesome that you have such confidence in the, what it is that you are producing? It's like, yes, I absolutely will share this for free because I know you're coming back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it really is good stuff. Well, thank you so much for visiting with me today. This has been delightful. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Renee Rouleau. She said, be good to your skin. You'll wear it every day for the rest of your life. Today, I invite you to take good care of your skin. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Linda's Corner, please share and subscribe to help us reach new listeners. I also invite you to check out my nonprofit, Hope for Healing, at the website hopeforhealingfoundation.org for free ebooks and other free resources to help increase happiness, build confidence and self-esteem, strengthen relationships, manage stress, and calm feelings of depression and anxiety. I also invite you to grab a copy of one of my books, like Crushed, A Journey Through Depression, or Amazon bestseller, You Got This, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. See you next time on Linda's Corner.